With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, tonight, we got a special hot show tonight. We have the cast of Nightmare on Sin Street. All the actors and actresses, producers, directors, maybe some fans that have seen the play might be online tonight. Uh, this is Compton Politics, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is your host, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I'm happy to be on the show tonight. It's wonderful. It was a wonderful weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. Uh, you know, things happen for reasons and seasons, and, you know, and it's always up to us to make change in the world. So tonight we're going to talk about opportunities and hope and, and just life-changing, you know, uh, uh, stories. You know what I mean? Uh, this production, I came to the table like maybe about a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. And I opened up my big old mouth talking about, I can let me do anything. Whatever you got, uh, uh, anytime you need some help, just let me know. And, and my friend Nikki, she was like, oh, yeah, I got something right for you. And I ended up having a part in a wonderful play, Nightmare on Sin Street. Uh, it was, it's, a, it's a comedy gospel play. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a powerful play. It's life-changing. Um we can talk about a couple, you know, I like to always talk about a couple of things that goes on in the world right now. Um, you know, they have this big race thing going on up in Anaheim. You know, you know, I'm on a movement about empowering people of color. And it's like this was a big war out there. I mean, you know, I wanted the brown and black to come together. I always spoke about that. But, you know, sometimes you do have to have a war for peace. And brown and black did finally come together on something, you know. And, and it, even though it was a derogatory situation and a profound situation, but if we can come together to go fight, to go kill together, just think about if we came together and worked together for our business and putting all economics together as, as, as human beings, as people. So that is something I just want to just, you know, let people think about, you know. If we can come together to go fight another race, brown and black, we need to be able to sit around the round table and articulate and, and change things, make things happen for the better for our youths to come together, for our future can be better. Because there are other things out there in this world that's against us, and you know God is for us. So we as people have to come together um, in much better manners, you know what I'm saying, bring much more positive energy. Uh, I don't know if Nikki is on the phone right now, um, I'm serious if I can message her. Uh, like I said, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. All right, Zoe, we got yes. calls on the line. I'm going to go ahead and light them up on the board. All right. How many callers? A lot of callers? We have two. Okay. Hello, mm-hmm. is this Nick on the line? Oh, okay. They have me on mute. I'm like, hello, hello. Here I am. <laughs> I'm right here. Lorenzo, Hello. 
Yes, what's Hi, Lorenzo. Nick. What's going on, Nick? Hi. How are you? I'm so happy yeah. to have you on the line. I really appreciate you at this last minute. Uh, you, you, can't miss, you know, but I, I, I love it at this last minute stuff because that's what life's all about, being able to articulate and strategize at the last minute up under pressure, you know. And I just want to let people know that she's, this is the, the young lady who uh, wrote the play, Nightmare on Sin Street, um, the lady who gave me an opportunity to step out my box, um, which I I don't know if she knew, but I was scared as a church house monster throwing that thing in my first, <laughs> my first scene. Hey, I'm there, like, I was, yeah, what's up, what's up? I don't know if y'all see me, but I was up there sweating like a hog. I didn't know <laughs> what to do, but, you know, but God led me through. You know, God led me through. I know I said my line probably two times, one time. Right. Made it through. You know, nobody knows. I'm going to our secret, but it's just a blessing on how you can accept your mistake and just keep it moving, keep it going. Um, and I just want to just, you know, just I want to start the show off just straight off the top of uh, Nightmare on Sin Street. You know, this is the uh, uh, Nikki Perkins. Um, yes. Cast might be on the line. I don't know how many people are going to be on the line tonight, but we're just going to get to the nitty-gritty about who Nikki is, where you're from. Nikki, you have opportunity to tell on yourself. I can't tell nothing about you telling yourself. Uh, opportunity to, to brand yourself, market yourself on content politics, and I do hope everybody called in tonight so we can all introduce ourselves and let everybody right. know what each individual, what specialty we have about on the production and how far we're going to take this and how far you want to take this stage play. Because it was a, it was a hit Saturday night. I was it really was a super hit. I was, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I was so impressed and being so and, and, and so happy for being involved and the courage that y'all gave me and, you know, for me to be the first time on stage. Now, I do national speaking and I do, I'm a drummer. I'm a, you know, I do, I do a lot of travel. But something about the stage theater thing, it just was a, a, a nice experience for me. It gave me more courage. Now, mm-hmm. I'm really ready to get back on stage because I now I remember what's the cause of me and the, what, what, what really why it was my purpose of being Mr. Davis on this play. I really do now. I, I, as I went through this one round, it's like, oh, I need, it's like a drug. I need more. I want to do it again. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Seriously, because it touched so many right. people in the audience, and the people was clapping. And when you said certain words, you can hear they respond that they got mm-hmm. what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is Nikki right. Perkins. Nikki, this is your floor. You can just tell the world <laughs> who you are, what you're about, what's your plans, and, you know, we're just going to make it happen tonight. Go ahead. This is your opening. This is T25Z.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Tom Thins, Politics. Go ahead, Nikki. Okay, so um, I do have my sister online to start off with. Shab, are you there? Yeah, hello. What's up, world? All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll let you know. I have her connected with me on a two-way, so... Um, so I'm in Yasha T. Purchase. I go by Nikki because it's a little easier to pronounce, but um, as I am moving forward in the field of uh, visual arts, visual and performing arts, I am now called to go by my original birth name that God has given me. So it's in Yasha T. Perkins. It's African. It means grace. And I really believe that sometimes when uh, God gives you a particular name, um, it does have meaning to it. As I started pushing forward and walking in my calling and accepting the leadership of being a true Christian uh, young black woman, I definitely uh, was sitting in a bathtub one morning and God had told me, your new name is Excellence. Uh, 
and that I will be walking in the spirit of excellence. And uh, so just really taking up that um, that call, I really started to push forward with a lot of the visual arts that he has given me with performing arts, using it as a form of ministry. I believe that uh, anything you do in life with the gifts and talents that God gives you, it has to be able to pull people into the true meaning of life and for people to be able to watch a production and be able to leave changed. If you're not giving the audience and the people something to look at and to view and to hear with their five senses that create change within an individual, then I believe everything else um, it doesn't have a foundation to it, that it's not worth it at all, that there is no worth, there is no gold behind it. You know what I mean? And so um, I started to really push in the inner city community. Our number one thing was to be able to have our ministry used to enhance um, young youth and even older people that want to get into visual arts, if it's acting, filming, directing, working behind the camera, working on stage, behind the stage, whatever it may be, to allow them to use their gifts and their talents. Because for me, when I tried everything in life, from men to sex to sin to drugs, nothing um, stuck to me like the vision and the gifts and the talents that God gave me. If it wasn't for that vision and that pull of knowing that I was someone and I was called to be someone um, in a high ranking, I would be dead right now. Right, you know, right, and right. so I needed to not only be able to pour into myself and the vision God gave me, but to pour back into the inner city community. So that's why it's very important. We're in the city of Long Beach that our first groundbreaking uh, foundation that we chose was, that actually God chose was Martin Luther King Park, right, in the inner city. Uh, you see the Martin Luther King statue there, the I Have a Dream, uh, actually pouring back dreams and talents and, and vision back into the community to save lives, to stop young youth youth from, um, you know, the peer pressure of drugs, sex, prostitution, actually pouring into their gifts, even gifts and talents that they never thought they have. But if right. that's not available to them and they don't have that in a community and they don't see other young black women or young black men that are acting and they're out there pursuing their purpose, they don't really have anything to hold on to. So, um, actually, this will be our first one that we did, Nightmare on 10 Street. It's free. Um, my company is Crown Diamonds Productions. And um, so it's a nonprofit organization. So we do three different types of plays. I am gifted in writing horror, um, suspense, uh, comedy, gospel plays. So we have three genres that we actually do plays in. They are one is prevention plays. Those are towards youth that we actually write plays on gang violence, um, let's see, domestic violence, uh, bullying, substance abuse, um, suicide, things that are actually target the youth. So we will actually go inside the school system. That's what we're trying to do in like a new D.A.R.E. program where we're doing prevention plays where even kids that are at risk inside of the schools can be a part of the writing process and the acting and the production part. And then we have another one called intervention plays. Intervention plays are plays that are free for people that are in rehab centers that are struggling with drug addiction or are overcoming drug addiction, and they can come and be ministered to by watching the play that has to do with somebody being set free from addiction. Um, and then the third one would be a gospel plays that are inner city community for churches or saved and unsaved people that actually want to come together and see a message. Uh, I think what, what makes my writing so different is because 
I am still young. I'm in the middle of being young and still growing into uh, a, a strong woman of God. But the vision that we have with intertwining all these, you know, the Michael Jackson songs, intertwining, um, you know, the uh, Pink Panther with the rap beat and, you know, intertwining, you know, the Jeopardy sounds and just all these dance complexes mixed with a lot of hip-hop stuff and a lot of we, we recorded a rap CD to the song Nightmare on Sin Street mixed with the comedy and all these great uh, characters that we created, you know, and me, I play, I play Alexis. And um, I just start going here all the time because he just ain't going nowhere if you leave it up to me. You know, that type of character of Alexis, for people who don't know her listening, you know, she got these gold grills and this, this pink and purple hair. And, you know, she's just an ugly hot mess, you know what I mean? And she's just that one girl when you're living in sin and doing things you're not supposed to do. I know every man out there have you know, or a woman has slept with someone that they wish they did not, but since they were maybe too drunk or just, you know, not being aware of what they're doing or just desperate and thirsty for that moment and they make a certain type of decision and you end up, you know, regretting things. And, you know, so Nightmare on Century deals with the regret or just the sinful nature of sleeping around or, uh, you know, or sometimes there are women out there that really is Alexis who tends to hold on to men and anything she possibly can because she's looking for that love and that foundation. You know what I mean? So Nightmare on Sin Street is kind of geared towards, um, you know, a young man named Darnell, and he finds himself in sin on the first night, and, you know, uh, he meets Alexis, and his friends are trying to stop him from taking her home and trying to show him, look, she's ugly, you know, but Darnell is drunk, and you know, he's been um, going through a lot. He lost his grandmother and doesn't have a mother or a father. And, you know, so he was in sin at that particular time. And then the play opens back up. It's three months later. And, you know, now all of a sudden, um, you know, after he takes Alexis home three months later, of course, when he woke up the next morning, he knew that it was a horror, a horror flick that he saw laying next to him, you know, but she had been stalking him now for the last three months. And, you know, he had gave his life to Christ after that whole situation when he first met Alexis. And now he's trying to figure out who he is, you know, in God. And he has a strong foundation in the Lord from his grandmother. And so um, at this point in time, he, you know, Alexis comes over and tells him that she's pregnant, you know. And within all of it, we have 12 characters. And about eight of our characters are comedy characters. So it was very important for me to make sure we still had three characters that were very hitting home to a person's psyche spiritually, um, you know, so we had two antagonist characters that would antagonize Darnell about God and about his decision, and they were representing, per se, the devil, how the devil is always on your shoulder telling you, you know, what's not, what's wrong, what's right, what you can't do, what God won't do, what God won't forgive you for. And so Miss Fenderman, which my sister plays Miss Fenderman, the ghetto Miss Fabulous Fenderman, the manager, was always antagonizing him and you know, downing him on his situation and his face, you know. And then you had Giovanni, you know, that came in close to the end of the scenes of the play, uh, this smooth, dapper, smooth character that um, really was bringing back Darnell to his past and letting them know, you know, whatever it is you need, I can provide that, per se, to trying to be his God instead of let God be God, but he's coming as a temptation. Right, okay, right. Hey, I, can give, I can give you what you want the easy way. You don't have to, you know, serve a God that you can't see. You know, he's antagonizing him and call his God a Casper. And a lot of people, I think, with Christianity, uh, everything is about faith. You know, so he pushes Darnell a lot about his faith. And so, you know, when the play opens up the three months later, 
what happens is he finds out Alexis is pregnant. So it's kind of like all in one day, everything he did when he was in sin comes back to haunt him. You know, right. so he finds out Alexis is pregnant and his friends come over, Casey and Munchies, and they, you know, tell him that, hey, you know, you got a three-day notice on your door. Not only that, it's two days old. So you got to be out your house by tomorrow, pretty much, homie. You know, wow. and then at the same thing, when Darnell says, is there anything else you know, that uh, can go wrong, you know, the friends say, oh, yeah, one more thing, you know, uh, we all just got laid off by the job, you know, so how, I think this is something everybody deals with in their home from losing their apartment. I mean, I I lost my place a couple of times and having to be out, you know what I mean, and losing your job at the same time and, you know, getting someone pregnant. I think every young man has that time in their life where they have to deal with that situation, of course. You know what I mean? And and how are they going to deal with it? But I think some of the missing points is sometimes when someone is coming up against these three things, some people don't have the Lord and they don't have God and they don't have the hope and the faith and something to hold on to. And sometimes that's why people commit suicide and make certain choices um, because there's no one other other than their own self that they have to look forward to or to look up to or find a purpose and a truth and something greater than themselves. And so Darnell has to learn that from the time that he finds out, you know, all in one day what is happening is coming up against him. He makes different decisions of trying to go to the bank and do different things to fix it and trust in the Lord. And so as the play goes on and on and on and Alexis keeps coming in and out with her comedy and Miss Fenderman with her comedy, you know, there's different situations and things and trials and tribulations that he goes through. And it's just mixed with so much uh, laughter and uh, music at the same time of comedy music that we're throwing in there. You know, it's a a lot of things that we make light of, but the most important part was the role that you had of Mr. Davis, where Mr. Davis is someone who he meets when he goes to try to get a loan. And Mr. Davis uh, worked for him. um, Darnell works for Mr. Davis at a power plant, and Mr. Davis was kind of like how Jesus is, a shepherd among the sheep where he watched Darnell and all the other employees that he had. And when he meets Darnell at the bank, he recognizes Darnell, but Darnell doesn't recognize him. You know, and he tells Darnell about how he does know him and he's seen him and how he was a great worker and he's always on time. And he really just breaks down Darnell's character for our audience at that point in time because it's really important for our audience to understand who Darnell is and what type of person he was, regardless if he was at the club and he was drinking and he was in a sinful nature. I still had to start it off with him and sin, but after roll back to our audience, they can really see Darnell and really capture Darnell's heart so they can kind of like stick like glue to him and really see their self in Darnell. So that was very important for that to become across through you and through the dialogue. And then Darnell expresses that how his grandmother had had just passed, only person in his life. And that's why he went back to sinning. But how he was still holding on to his grandmother would say, you have to have a faith of a mustard seed and how that could move mountains. And the whole play is really depicted on faith how strong Darnell's faith was with no matter what wavered and came up against him. And he never wavered, and he stayed very strong. And that was important for me to show that for youth, you know what I mean, for all ages of situations. And so that's kind of like the dialogue, you know, of the play. He had lost his mother and father. And Mr. Davis was really feeling and listening and understanding. At that point, Mr. Davis' role is to, kind of like flip over and play that father figure for him uh, behind the scenes is watching over him. And he was really sent from God, Mr. Davis. And, you know, at the end of the play, Mr. Davis comes in and, you know, offers him a job and stuff like that. And 
you know, uh, a job that he wasn't really qualified for. But God made him qualify from his past experience of how he was working, even when he was a lower-class worker, man. He was still working as a supervisor would work. He had the work ethic of that, you know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, yeah. so Mr. Davis uh, played a really good character. That was you, and I just really uh, loved loved how you came in and, you know, yeah, I just love uh, watching you the day of the show. You know, you went off to yourself and just, you know, really zeroed in on your character and your passion for uh, acting is the number one thing that I look for in great actors because you might not know your lines or you might be shaky on your lines, but that passion is what's going to make that foundation for you to be a great actor in the future. Yeah, you know on, that I mean? note, on that so note, on that note, on that note, right there, on that note, right there, you know that that was a the most dynamic thing. You know, I think we got some more callers on the line. I was like, I said, I want to go ahead and go out callers too uh, because uh, I, I have a question for you in a moment. But who do we have on the line right now? Hello. Oh, that's a that's a seven. All right, your background is real loud. So wherever you are in the background, with that stuff going on. Got to put your phone on mute until you can clear it up for us. Who's the other person's voice? Hey, you got, you got a Rister Ripper. Oh, what's up, Rister Ripper? And who's the other guest? We got can Kevin. you hear me? This is Vanessa. What's up, Vanessa? Okay, we, hey, got Vanessa. we got Vanessa, Nick, Nick Richard. Uh, who else? You got old fleet cinnamon on the line this week. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Put the the bars up on the phone, (laughs) y'all. And so, you know, what I want to know is, you know, what brought, how how was, uh, Richard, how was you able to be chosen for the, do the music? And see, Richard, can you just tell people who you are in the play and what you've done? Does everybody have an opportunity to tell who they are and what they do? Then we're going to just okay. give, yourself, give, give yourself like two minutes. Just tell yeah, you are. exactly. We're going to just have respect and go go to the next person. Yeah, this is yeah for sure. Right now. So go right on the head. For sure. Yeah, I, I play Giovanni, which is, you know, the, the guy who who basically was um, tempting Darnell and, you know, the guy he used to break in houses and all of that for, you know, when he was sending or whatever. And, um, you know, I've been on Nikki. She's uh, again, like you said, she is very talented, man. And um, we met a while a while back. You know, I've always been doing music since I was a little kid. You know, to be honest, and I can I, I can relate to the to the part. You know, so I, I felt like you know she kind of chose everybody on. You know what they may be good for, and she she felt like I would do good in that role. You know, so I was like, you know, what the heck, I might as well might as well do it, and. At first, I didn't, you know, really want to, but then I was like, you know what? I think this may be good. So uh, she 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 chose her characters very well. But um, I've been doing music for a long time. Got a few few um things I'm working on, a few projects. I got an EDM album that's that's out right now, or a single that's out called "So Different." That me and Saita, she plays the um the bank teller and the I think um okay. cocktail waitress. Cocktail waitress, right? Okay, okay. And, um, all right, all right. So that's you know, wife, she right? sings. That's your wife, right? That's your wife, right? That's my fiance. Yeah, yeah. soon okay. to be. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Got to and, um, if you can't see it, yeah. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. 
So, you know, we got a lot going on, you know, look out for that. So me and Nikki will be doing a lot of things together in the future, hopefully, you know. So I'll be doing music with her as long as she wants me to. So, you know, that's, that's how it is. All right, we're going to come back later on to you about what you know what you've been producing, what type of CDs you got okay. out, what type of things you're going out. Who's the next? Vanessa, you want to say something about who you are, what you represent, and how did you come to the table? You know, you're the one who got me on this place, so you're a special guest. Yes. You're a real special guest. <laughs> I did. Yes. I've uh, been knowing Nikki for a long time. Um, this is my third play with Nikki. Uh, in this play, I play her granny the one who tries to keep her out of trouble, but I've basically just given up hope on her. Um, let's see. I, uh, I'm i here in the operating room. I, if I have to leave, guys, I'm sorry. We've got another She's trauma coming alive, in. She's alive, she, you know, you go in, when you're on Long Beach, you get in high, <laughs> like red zone trouble, and you need to, like, get your leg back on. She's the one in the operating room. Come on in. She's the one in the operating room. Vanessa, you know, so Vanessa, also, does a, Vanessa also does our PR I, and our casting. Yes. Vanessa, talk about that. Yes. Oh, um, uh, in addition to you, Lorenzo, we have another cast member, um, James, which turned out to do um, two parts in the play, and everything was beautiful. I, I want to tell you again, uh, Lorenzo, you were excellent. I know you said you were scared, but baby boy, you did very well. You really did. The, hey, hey, I was scared the first round, but after the first, after I sweated all my weight off, I came back. I thought I came back strong. <laughs> I wasn't sure where Nikki was going to put you in the yeah. play uh, when I suggested uh, you, uh, but she did a, a perfect spot for you as Mr. Davis. For sure. Yeah. So, so, tell so right now, bit, so tell us a little bit about who you are, or what position you played. Okay. You, you know um, what I'm saying? It's about you, right? It's about you right now. All right. Oh my goodness. Uh, I've been working here in, uh, in uh, surgery here in Long Beach. Um, been doing that for a while. Um, uh, I'm the one when the doctor says knife. I'm the one that hands the knife. Um, I met Nikki some years ago. I did not act. Um, met her in a beauty supply shop and overheard some of the wonderful things that she was doing. I was in the back of the store, and I said, let me, let me make my way up to the front and meet and talk to who, who find out who this lady is. Uh, we've been best friends since that day, um, and as time has gone on, we've grown, um, adding more uh, players to the piece here, uh, setting up new venues, uh, we're going to tear down Long Beach, and eventually we'll start venturing off into other areas, hopefully traveling soon, uh, picking up mm-hmm. new talent along the way. Okay. Um, and I'm just, I'm just glad to be a part of the whole, whole thing here. All right, thank you very much, Vanessa, for that. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me do an announcement. This is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We are live tonight with Nightmare on Sand Street cast. It was an unbelievable, yes. Yes. It was an unbelievable play. It was off the chain. It was a hit. I want to go to the next guest. I know we got more guests on the line. We got more guests on the line, ladies. So we might have a whole cast on tonight. So who else? I know. I called everybody. I called everybody. <laughs> so who yeah. else is on the line that we haven't talked? Are we trying to be in a, a, a respectful uh, role? So who's ever ain't haven't spoke, 
You have an opportunity to speak who you are, and don't be scared because we are not on stage. Yes, yeah, this is uh, Bobby. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Uh, the young lady was speaking. Uh, I think Miss Perkins. I'll let, was... K- I'll let Casey go. I'll let Casey. Hi, Casey. <laughs> hey, hey, how you guys hey, doing? Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. What's going on, Casey, man? What's up, Casey? This is your boy. Uh, well, you know, in the play, I'm Mr. Davis, but tonight I'm Lorenzo Elvis Murphy on Compton Politics. So I appreciate you calling me, my brother. Compton? Huh? I said, oh, okay. uh, Compton. Straight out of Compton Politics. Oh, so, uh, Casey, so, you know, we just, I'm just letting everybody get a shine, you know, talk about who you are, what you do, how did you come up be a part of the play. Uh, uh, and what you liked about what's going on, you know what I mean? What's your movement also so people can know who you are besides just being in the play? Who are you? Okay, so um, my name is Tevin. Uh, I met Nikki. Our first encounter was actually at work. I served her. Uh, she came <laughs> in at Denny's. Uh, then later on, I ended up working at the place that she worked at. We became uh, coworkers there. And then uh, I actually started acting the same time I got hired at that place. So um, time goes by, and she uh, brought one of her scripts to work. Uh, when I seen it, uh, uh, before I get into that, I wanted to say the, the script that she had was a great idea. Uh, I thought it was a good idea the whole time. So, uh, And I think she knows that already. But anyways, uh, so when I seen it for the first time, then uh, I read it, kind of skimmed through it a little bit, and it sounded good, but I was like, you know what? I was being lazy. I needed some more time to really check it out. Second time around, I looked at it, I was like, oh, you know what? This might be something that, that might go somewhere. So, you know, anytime I see any type of opportunity to jump on something that's going to go somewhere, I want, I want to jump on it. So. Uh, I am taking advantage of it, uh, so I'm doing this, and I'm trying to do uh, as much acting as I can in other areas. Um, I'm slowly but surely going the Hollywood route as well to get into film, uh, actually, like motion pictures and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, whatever jobs and opportunities out there, I'm just taking them, so this happens to be one of them, and uh I'm going to invest my time into that, and, you know, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. All right, all right. I appreciate you, your input. And, you know, I want to just thank everybody for staying online, listening in, getting have been very respectful because this is an open forum. We all have a lot to say, but let's just keep the protocol right. Let's have respect. Uh, who's the next caller that haven't spoke? I'd love for you to come in on Compton Politics. Who's the next caller? Uh, this is Ashabi Perkins. I am the sister of Anyasha Perkins, and um, I am from Long Beach, California. Um, I am also a minister and a prophetess of the Word of God. And uh, one thing that I, I want to tell and encourage your listeners is my sister is a secretary. I've been a nurse assistant for 17 years. We have um, Vanessa, who's a surgical technician. We have Rich the, the Ripper, who's a, a producer. And then we have KC, who was a, a waiter in security. And so yes. I want everybody to know that whatever job they're doing, if you have a vision and you have a dream, don't get stuck in that. 
And so here we are, my sister, she is at work, and she's writing, and she has a vision, and I was a nurse assistant. That That's the, the, the bottom in the nursing field. So I'm taking care of patients and everything, and I, and I say, God, I know you have more for me. I'm not just supposed to yes. take care of the sick, but I'm supposed to heal the spiritually sick. And so God said, Ashabi, I'm going to send you to Africa. And so in 2012, I had a vision, I had a dream, and the Lord said, start getting yourself prepared. With my CNA salary, I was able to save money, and the first place I went to preach the gospel was Europe. I went to Europe in 2014 by myself. I went to Italy, Ireland, Germany, and Spain. And then I came back after 2014 ministry tour, 2015, last year, I went to Africa. I did an African ministry tour. Before I did the ministry tour, I joined an African church so I can know the language, the attire, the dress. I was prepared because me and my sister from Compton, so I wasn't going to go to Africa acting bougie when I know that I come from, you know, the hood. And I always you know- God. Yeah, God can take you from the ghetto to greatness. Don't let wherever you come Because you know it's a Compton and Africa too, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, it is. I mean, I you took it there. You know, you know, you know. Hey, hey, you and my mom named me a shabby. Me and uh, and Yasha, my daddy was a black panther, and uh, so we come from a line of activists, and um, so we grew up knowing about our culture and who we were, who we were, and you know, I, I come from hardships. I had a baby at sixteen, so everything looked like it was it was not going to be on my side. But I just remember my mama praying for me and my sister, no matter whatever we had been through in life, and so when I was in Africa, my sister said, I got a script, and she was looking for sponsors, I want to give a shout out to VIP Record City of Long Beach, she started talking to Kelvin, and uh, you know, he just jumped, and now Kelvin been knowing me when I was in the street hustling, Kelvin knows, you know, my family, and so I just want you to know um, my role as Miss Finnelman. It's for all everybody knows. We always got an auntie, a sister, a grandmama that all they care about is money. They don't care about hurting nobody's feelings. They don't care about, you know, you know, being mean or whatever, you know. And so I was in Africa and I was preaching, living my dream and my sister said, I need you to come back and be back by February because I got a role for you. I got a role for you. And so while I was living my dream and traveling and, you know, being in the villages, um, they didn't have water in Africa. They didn't have toilets. And that that was okay because I was just happy that God was using me and I was living my dream. So when I returned in December, I started reading my script. I had to start all over, um, working again with my job. And um, what I like about me and my sister is that we humble that no matter where God takes us, I done traveled around the world, I came back and I served my sister. This was her dream now. And anything that she needed, I was there for her. When I was in Africa, my sister was sending me money and booking flights from Johannesburg back to the LAX. So, you know, that's what it's about. When your family is having a dream, you know, everybody pushed them, pressed them, you know, to be the best. And um, just to see uh, her dream manifested, to see her vision, you know, how she met Vanessa, how she met KC, KC, 
Um, he was an awesome, awesome young man. He's a great actor. He was always on time, just a work ethic. To see young black men catching a bus coming to rehearsal, to see young black men coming with a family, young men married, you know, to see um, the producer, Rich DeRippa, my sister would ask him, can you, I, I want this, I want this vision, I want this song, and he was able to do it. Um, to see Lorenzo come in and be Mr. Davis, and I'm like, wait a minute, he is so soft-spoken in the play now, he bout it, bout it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just to see everybody. And so I'm just happy to be a part of this. And I just want to encourage the people listening worldwide, especially those from Compton, you know, where that's our roots. I went to Roosevelt um, Junior High School. And uh, we went to Ralph Waldo Emerson Elementary. Uh, Me and my sister have been doing this for uh, years. I sing, I dance, I act, I preach. I prophesy. I was Miss Christian America 2004. So um, never put yourself in a box. And I came back, and I, I'm a CNA, and I take care of the sick. I'm taking Amen. people's blood pressure. You know, so Amen. no, 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 no. no. Like, like, like what Vanessa said, she's there right now, you know, uh, in the ER room. So, you know, I just want to encourage everybody to live their dreams. That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this is a hot night tonight. Oh, my God, this is Compton Politics. Yeah. Yeah. We are about Compton, that. The West is woke. Compton. The West is woke. Uh, I just want to get one thing straight with everybody. I hope everybody can hear me. I am from Compton. I was born, I was raised in Compton. Oh, no, I was, yeah, I was raised in Compton, grew up in Watts, and I hung out in L.A. So I'm from all the cities. And the reason why they, I say Compton Politics, because it was an issue that happened to me in Compton. I don't live in Compton now. But I love Compton because a lot of people thinking I'm, like, living in Compton, but it's not that. It's just my radio show is called Compton Politics because it's every city. we have a Compton in every city of America. We have a Compton in every country throughout the world, and everybody understands that. That's why you see straight out of Compton everywhere. Compton is a major name. So mm. we have to be, really be blessed that we are as close to Compton and we are from Compton like we are. You know, it's it's a it's a name right now that uh it's a going name and actually on March fifteenth I will actually be interviewing Omar Bradley. Oh wow. yeah. The only yeah, interview right. the only interview this dude is giving anybody. I got this interview and that's a blessing for me. Whoa Yes. <laughs> yes, I got Omar Bradley on content politics on March fifteenth. And he's That's gonna let hey, he's gonna tell the truth. He got a book out and his book costs two thousand dollars. Well wow. okay. He's telling it all, so y'all get prepared because we might be able to do the Omar Bradley play. You hear me? Just, just put it out okay. there, y'all. Just put, hey, just okay. put it out there. Okay. You know, you got to plan to see. You feel what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm so happy that the whole cast is calling in. Do we have any new callers? Because I'm going to go to another level as far as, uh, uh, um, man, Nightmare on Sensory, because it's deep. Nightmare you know, on Sensory. You know what I mean? Just sure. to hear the word, just to hear that word, Nightmare on Sensory, I mean, it's so catchy that it don't matter if you say sin or Elm Street. They just like this. I just say, yeah, Nightmare on... Hey, when I go tell people, I say, man, this play is called Nightmare on, on Sin Street. They say, on Elm Street? I say, yeah, just come see the play. You know what I'm saying? Just come see the play. Just come see it. Lorenzo, 
Yes. Yes, just, I wanted to also, this is Vanessa again, I just want to let everybody know that we will be performing again in June. We don't have the exact yeah. date, uh, but we want right. people to come on out and check us out again before we move off, <laughs> uh, right. you know, start running around with the show. But um, if you missed it the first time, we will be performing it again this June. Same place, uh, and we will let you know a little bit more about that. That's a blessing, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all hear that? So one thing part. about T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, this is Compton Politics. One thing about the show, ladies and gentlemen, that's on the air, that's listening, that's on it, you can come back an hour later and you can take this radio show and you can go play it to your friends, your family, to the church, to your classmates. And that's why I wanted to get this interview because we have something we can market and brand ourselves. You can bring us some sponsors because they can actually meet the task about who we are. That's why I want to bring everybody to the table so you can introduce yourself to the world. You've got to understand, P25 is worldwide. It's a 24-hour radio show. I would love to bring, uh, Nikki, your idea. I, can't, I ain't going to put a blast out there like that, but I would love to bring your idea to what we do here. You get what I'm saying? That's what we was talking about. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know we had a few ideas of bringing a live a live, yes. dick, a live, uh, live plays to the radio. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, of course, use rich, he rich use with right the special here. effects. Exactly. We can do it on this platform right exactly. here, Nick. We can do it on this platform right here because we understand we in we in every country. But right now, we probably have people from Africa, New Zealand, Singapore, China. Uh, 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 everywhere is listening in, and if they don't hear it now, they go back and they play it, and they can hear it. Remember what I was saying? You can come back and actually right. listen to this recording again. You can send it out to your family anywhere around the world. Um, if you got music like you have uh, Nightmare on, on Fair Street soundtrack, you can actually right. play this song on T25 24-hour radio that's like Pandora and Spotify. That's what we're on right now. We're on a 24-hour right. radio station. It's a worldwide, and it's way bigger than KJLH. I hate to say it because we, the Internet takes you farther and wider in the bigger, in the bigger uh, 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 spread. So, like I said, I'm very excited about, you know, the cast is on tonight. Uh, Nikki, how was you able to find the cast that you needed to pick out exactly what role you needed for the people? How was you able to articulate that? Um, I think the most important thing for me is um, when I am writing, <clears throat> writing at my job, I have two jobs. I'm a waitress at the casino and I'm a secretary. I've been there for eight years, and God usually open up ways so you can still uh, do the ministry and the passion and the vision that you have. So you have to keep your eyes open for that. So being a secretary and having the computer in front of me and writing the script, I have a gift called automatic writing where uh, God would give me the idea or I would think of an idea, and I'll automatically start hearing the dialogue. When I hear the dialogue, I started writing the script, and it just started coming along as I think about these characters. And when I'm thinking about the characters and writing for the characters, I don't. I start to see a vision of what they look like. As I start to see a vision of what they particularly look like and sound like and behave like, once it's complete, um, usually I start to run into people. And then when I run into people and if I'm speaking or talking to them about the place and then they're interested and then if they're like for KC when I was at work and actually talking to him, I was already working on another uh, prevention play. It was called For the Love of Money. 
and that one hits gang violence, drugs, uh, shootings. It got cops, it undercover cops. It's just a way another type of play than this comedy one. But he has fit an undercover cop role. And so when I told him I had switched to play to a comedy for the black community, um, I said, you know what, I have another role that you will play great as, and that's KC. And Munchies is the other friend, and he's kind of like way different comedian-type character. And and, um, KC didn't fit that. He fit more of a comedian-type character but a sarcastic one. And so he had that sarcastic look and a sarcastic character, a more mature friend. So I look for those type of things. As far as Giovanni and Rich, uh, he did a great – he was great because he was actually – the person that played Giovanni has a bodyguard. And I told Rich, well, you already are the size of a bodyguard. I don't need a bodyguard. You already have that intimidation (laughs) character that Giovanni (laughs) plays. So I said, we can scratch the bodyguard. And I had no idea. So he had that look, that smooth, suave character look uh, just on GP and then adding the brim hat and the suit, (laughs) you know. But I didn't know Rich was going to be as great as he was because when you give a role to an actor – and then I kind of run the lines. I start to see where the weakness is at and where the strong point is at. And it's, sometimes it's a given. Like I tell people, the best actors sometimes are people from the hood that have never acted before. And so when I gave it to Rich, he only really rehearsed one time. And um, he was just learning the lines and kind of clowning around a lot. So I couldn't really tell what was going on. So the next time, um, he, I think he and his girlfriend kind of canceled a couple of the rehearsals. So I'm like, okay, so I really don't know what's going on with Rich. I mean, I know Saida's good because when I first gave her her line, she hit it the first day. So I'm like, okay, it's okay if she's canceling. I know she's good. But with Rich, real quick, when the second time, which was a week, four days before the play, I said, let me get over there. We're doing a soundtrack to the beat. Let me see what Rich has. You know, last time I came, he was kind of clowning around a week before. So I came in, and then he just hit it. He hit the nail, the hammer right on the nail. Like, it was – he just did it so smoothly. He didn't have his papers. He didn't have nothing. He didn't have to look at his lines. Like, he just did it so smooth, and I just sat there, and I just looked. I'm just, great, great, great. Everybody know who works with me. I'm like, wonderful, great, good, obviously, great, <laughs> wonderful. That's I love it. Like, I couldn't believe it, though, Lorenzo, because he was a natural, only two rehearsals. And, you know, so that's how, how it is with characters. My sister is just clown mode in general, so she hey, you know doesn't they sometimes say, even have you know to. What they say, right? You know what they say? Once a bully, always a bully. <laughs> he enjoyed it. Rich the Ripper really enjoyed playing Giovanni, and I could tell. You know what I mean? But he brought it. A lot of people told me in the audience when he walked in, the mood changed because it was serious. Yeah. Right. But I had a a lot on my plate, though. You know, I was doing the music. I had to to put put things in the background. You know, making music like that from scratch is not, you know, I, I went off of your your dreams, so I had to write what was in your head. You know what I'm saying? So that's why wow, that that's also. powerful, my brother. That's powerful, man. So it was, I told it Rich, wasn't I said, me. I wanted the. Yeah, I told Rich, I said I wanted a beat that sounded like uh, back in the day, Crush Groove, 
type deal. And he, he like when I went in the studio with him, like he just executed it, you know, so well. And with the vision that we have with this young crew and the music, I knew music played a huge, huge aspect to it. Even when we do the live radio, when we do the bringing the gospel plays to the radio, we want to add sound effects. We want to just really do something totally different. So I think Rich is a producer and really showing him the vision that I wanted us just creating things from scratch and different sound effects and stuff. It's going to be something that makes us unique. Right. Exactly. I have a question. Hold on just a moment. Let me see. All right, we've got a, a, a caller calling in from Pennsylvania. Uh, we want to bring her in. We want to give some input on somebody from the outside of our cast. Like I said, we got people calling from all over the nation about, you know, what's going on on the West, because I have a movie called The West is Woke, and we are woke on the West Coast, and and, and, and uh, Nightmare on Century is a part of the West is Woke movement. You know what I'm saying? Because we are woke on the West Coast, and we are working together, mm-hmm. collaborating, and we do this yes, yes. with the East Coast. We need to take this to the East Coast, this play, so it can change yeah. life on the East Coast, too. Which, uh, we actually just a got an offer in Colorado. We just got a uh, what is it, Colorado, Chicago. We just got an offer to actually come out to Chicago. Well, I'm oh, ready yeah. for that. Yeah. I'm ready for that. That's my town. <laughs> That's my town. We just got she had Torrance, too, for the Torrance, uh, yeah. Torrance Council. My Torrance Council asked us to come out there, too, so... Uh, and then, you know, North Carolina, my, my friend, that's the uh, dictator over all plays, you know, the lady with the organization, you know, they want us to come in. So it's a blessing. I know we have a lot to do. We're going to have to put together, but I'm ready for whatever now. You know, I'm bypassing the scared part. I ain't scared no more, y'all. But, you know, I just want to let you know this is T25PL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. You can go to T25PL.com, everybody. Check out the website. Check out what you're missing. Check out how you can get your music on our site. Check out how you can get this worldwide distribution, and you still own your music. I would love to have this uh, 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 Nightmare on, on Sin Street soundtrack for sale on T25CL.com worldwide. When people hear this song, they know what it is. Uh, 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 I can see uh, um, Nightmare on Sin Street going around the country. I mean, I can see this. I can see it when mm-hmm. I when I got on that stage that lap my last yeah. scene and, and I got finished. I said, "This is gonna go down." That's yeah. what I said to my. I said, "It's yeah, gonna it go is. down. It's gonna go down, y'all." The West is woke. This is Compton politics tonight. Hey, is Mary on the line? Yes. Hey, Hello? I didn't get hi, uh, Mary Taylor. You know, from Pennsylvania, but I didn't see the play, but. Just hearing all of you talk about it and the fact that you can all come together and be on one accord, I congratulate you. I wish you all the best and success. And hopefully one day I'll see one of your plays. Yeah, thank you. Mary, you're going to be in one of our plays. Hey, why don't we just do a live broadcast of the play? Huh? We can do a live broadcast of the play, and I can I can help that go down. This is the river, so okay. Yay! You can do live um, internet um, casting, you know, so we can we can do that. Wow! And then you also can go and you can go check us out on YouTube. Just type in Nightmare on Sin Street, and you can see our 15 minute uh, trailer 
of the show so you yeah. can actually see us in I'll action and you can also yeah you can also send me a message on there I'll reply back um okay. you can also check us on Facebook you can look me up Nikki Perkins and I K K I E Perkins and you can see the, okay. the pictures of the cast and you can actually see the trailer on there also and um just thank you for tuning in and just God bless you thank you thank that's you. awesome and I will I will I will watch Thank you. Nightmare on the Street, okay? That's right. That's right. Type it in. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a hot show. Uh, I'm so excited because I have a new family, uh, another new family I'm a member of. I call you yes, my family. Yes, Diamond Productions. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, it was a crisis, but it was a positive crisis. And we all came together. It was. And we saluted the world with positivity to show the world yeah. that the West Coast is woke. And we are yeah. about change. We are about changing lives. By any, like, like Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it on a whole different level. Like I said, I've, I've been delivering messages by, you know, doing national speaking, uh, making music with these rock stars. But now I can see it's another way I can get this message out, and it's by expressing myself right. in theater. Now, somebody called me. Uh, Jack Dempsey actually came to the play, the rock star. He was there. Him, Brenda Lee Ager, and uh, another uh, celebrity was out in the audience, and um, they had to leave because of you know, some special circumstances. But when they wrote me back on my message, they said, they, I, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, I'm from South Central, so I don't know the difference between a play and theater. And they wrote, you know, the lingua is different when, you know, when other people from other countries and other places, they write different words besides what we write to each other. And so they wrote different words. And I'm like, theatrical and theater. I'm like, was I on the, was I in an opera? You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm saying the dynamic on with, with the power that you got to understand sometimes you do things, you don't understand how powerful you're doing it. See, we call it one thing, and when you're really doing it and the real people come out, they call it what it really is. You get what I'm saying? So, so, so it's levels that you're doing this on, Nikki, that you're probably 10 years ahead of your game. You're 10 right. like years ahead of yourself. Everybody in the play is 10 like years ahead of everybody. Look what you said about Rich. He only practiced two times. He got up there and, like, He's been doing movies for 100 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 everybody just came together. And, and when things right. weren't going right, we improvised. And, and however the stage turned out, you, Nikki, you were able right. to improvise and make it happen. The doors were right. over here. We still was able to work it out. We were still able to make it happen. We got another caller. I'll have to catch my callers because whenever we catch callers, we got to catch them. We got another caller on the line. Who's on the line right now? This is Thompson Politics. This is your host, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We have the cast from Nightmare on Sin Street. Excuse for my tardiness. I'm tired, but I'm still in the game. <laughs> Who's on the line? <laughs> Who's on the line? West is woke. What's up, the West is woke? This is my boy, Joe Knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of my best dear friends. Um, he's talking about a lot of knowledge, man. We're talking about, you know, the uh, the players about making change in our community, and he's one of my one of my business partners in my organizations and stuff. And he's gonna give us a little knowledge. So, Joe, uh, what do you feel about? You know, you know what I do. I stepped into being a, in a in a stage play. You call me Zolander. Uh, uh, I wish you would have been there. Uh, uh, I know you don't have to hear our conversation, but one thing we do have, we have the West's Walk on the Line, and I mean for as a collaboration, 
of uh, 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 Nightmare on Century. That's what I mean. The West was both the case of the table, and they did that, man. So what do you? What kind of uh, uh, congratulations can you give our crew for coming together uh, and changing the world with the stage play? Of uh, uh, what type of background we come from, Joe? Oh, well, you already know. We all got to be able to uh, inspire the next person, you know, bring inspiration to the world. And uh, we've been talking about that a lot lately. You know, um, more and more people are ready to start writing um, movies and plays with substance, Um, Oscar-winning role uh, type of movies, you know, things that are are role-worthy. So it's not a lot of roles for us right now today as far as to uh, represent us in a, in a royal, noble manner. You know, I mean, we got all these different, you know, empire and, and all this crap, but we, we're ready for a change. We're ready to see something inspirational or something that we can learn from. You know, I like a, a, a few books that I've read um, that where they would take real information and then blend it into the movie. So it's like you're learning, but you're not really realizing you're learning because you're enjoying yourself. And, you know, uh, uh, positive reinforcement is one of, you know, laughter is one of the best teaching tools that can be. So I commend you guys in your effort. Um, the, uh, mm-hmm. the next one you give, I, I, I definitely will be there. Hopefully I can help out, you know, maybe uh, uh, apply for some roles or something. I, I, you know, I grew up in the yeah, you know, theater. <laughs> 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 that's real, my brother. I appreciate that, man. You know, that's my boy Joe Knowledge. Uh, if I let him talk, he'll talk about air rock, but he's going to spit some knowledge <laughs> at us, my brother. I'm telling you, he's going to spit some knowledge. I love this dude. Uh, he keeps me going. He the one to keep me inspired to keep on with the play. You know, I had to go to him and say, "Man, what you think?" He said, "Brother, you know God got you doing everything, so you go ahead and step up." He the one to inspire me to keep on going with the play stuff. So I just want y'all to know that this dude is very inspirational. I mean, the dude can tell you some stuff on like on the spiritual and on a knowledge level as far as our black history. He knows that, but at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Teaching Five again. This is Counseling Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm not going to cut it short, but what I'm going to do, I want Nikki to talk a little bit more about what's going on, what's your plan for the next five years, and then I'm going to let everybody, you know, give information, Nikki, about how they, people can contact you. I'm going to let you end the show with the last words, but I just want you to talk about a couple, about, about three minutes of, What's really going on with you? What's your plan? Like you said, we, our next plan, what's our plan for June? How are we going to be able to plan this out and get more people out to get it out to, to the more to the communities and to the world? Um, and then we're going to go through everybody on the line. They can talk about how you can get in contact with them and stuff like that, your own little small short commercial. So we're probably going to take like another 15 to 20 minutes if it's possible. And I was just going to make it happen. So, Nikki, it's your time. And whoever want to go behind her, let's just do it in a respectable manner. That's all I'm asking. And no cussing. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so. Renzo, I wanted to say something. And, Yasha, you can't forget about my son, Kenneth Bryan, and your nephew, Kenny. You didn't uh, talk about him. That's the Darnell character. He's at work Yes, Darnell. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead and talk about that. Um, yeah, my nephew, this is Nikki. Um, my nephew's been acting for years from doing the acting academy from when he was young. And it was very important for me because God has started talking to me in general. Um, like I said, I did have one role. My sister wasn't in town, and the, um, I had the bigger play for the love of money that deals with more gang violence and stuff. And 
she wasn't in town. And I said, well, our family is really talented. What else can I do if she doesn't make it? And the Lord started telling me to switch it to a comedy, just like how your friend said. And since I do all genres, he started speaking to me, do the comedy. The black community needs comedy. They need something that can get them back from the things that they're struggling or, or, or dealing with in their everyday life to be able to have an ex- a positive escapism without drugs and drinking and everything else that they may need, you know, in order to have a form of entertainment. And when I switched that, I knew that my nephew would be able to uh, do that whole particular role and pretty much run that play if he needed to. And uh, with me playing Alexis, I knew that it was doable. And then all my other characters being so strong, I knew that it was doable. And um, he's just an amazing young man. He's very smart. He's talented. He's at work right now. And um, I just didn't want him getting in a lot of uh, trouble or other things, even though he's always been a great young man. But he had that inspiration of playing the piano and acting and you know, I started talking to the Lord, like, I really need to step out of that box and really be that leader and open up doors for people that were actors and music and film and behind the scenes and give them that stepping stone. And since he was so close to me and within the family, I said, I need to open up doors. I need to really put down this message and really open up these doors and get out there and get us out there so he don't have to knock on doors for roles, but so that I can write you a role. So for Casey, you being, you know, a friend of mine at work, I can put you in a role. You know, um, anybody who wants to step the stone, I can give you that job. And that's what I'm really, you know, looking for right now uh, to make happen is, I mean, nothing can express how it is to write a script and then actually to put it on and to be comedy. Usually all my other stuff are really hit home and it's a really deep, deep message. So you don't have people applauding until really at the end, because when it's a deep message like that, they're, they're thinking, they're in deep thinking, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to their spirit. But for comedy, it's something different because once you hit a punchline, you're waiting for the laughter. And black folks don't play. If you're not funny, you're not funny. And they don't sit there and look at you. You know what I mean? So when we hit that first lot, the first um, couple of minutes into it, when Alexis and them came out, and, and Kenneth, my nephew, came out as Michael Jackson, and he had to play drunk and da 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 da. And I remember the whole time, like he wouldn't re- rehearse his lines, and I'm getting up every morning. You need to rehearse your lines. You said you want to be a star. I made you a star to play. So you need to do it. He kept saying, Auntie, I got this. I got this. I got this. You know, and he had it, you know, from start to finish. He carried the whole play. And, you know, so I'm just excited. But to hear that laughter like that, I knew we had a hit from the first. I mean, it's like I already knew when I wrote it and I gave it to other people and they was like, yeah. But it's different when an audience just falls into line, how you can make a whole audience in one play laugh at a joke simultaneously all at one time, one they hit, one hit it. after another, after another, after another. That's when you everything was that. really birthed for me. The truth was birthed for me yeah. that this is what I was meant to do because not only was I switching into six different outfits, but at the same time I was acting and I was directing in the back and giving directing and acting. Exactly. My cast is asking me questions all at the same time. And, you know, I just kept telling them, trust me, trust me, I know what I'm doing. We haven't had time to rehearse like you guys want to or go fully through with the play. But trust me, I am anointed. I know what I'm doing. All you need to do is learn your lines, know what you're doing, know the concept, and then just go out there and execute and, you know, as the the, the door was locked and we couldn't get in on one side of the theater and my cast was worried. I said, that's my job to worry about me. I carry you guys. You know what I mean? I'm the mommy. 
you guys are my babies. Let me handle all this. You just get on stage and you execute. And at this moment, we're going to go and we're coming out in June. We're going to hit them another time and just solidify ourselves with these characters. We're going to start hitting um, the different comedy sectors because people are tired of stand-up comedy. Let's bring skits to the stand-up comedy genre. So we're going to try to hit the Laugh Factory and get our episodes put inside the Laugh Factory, trying to hit House of Blues, um, try to hit just a lot of different things to where uh, we can actually start traveling with the play, but solidify our characters, actually try to get us a Zitcom with Nightmare on Strength Street. I don't care if it's on cable. I don't care if it's our own syndication, kind of like how Rich just said. We're hitting all angles. We don't have to, you know, necessarily go to Hollywood to blow this up. We're going to blow it up in our own unique type of way where we know how to use our own, own gifts and talents to make it pretty much happen, you know. So overall, the next five years, we're definitely going to be doing a live sitcom where there is no stage. You walk in, you're on set. We got a lot of super, super tight ideas, and this is just a foundation where we're actually going to be making millions of dollars with the plan and the crew that's inside of here that I've talked to about it. They know what I'm talking about. So right now we might not be making anything, but God already gave us a vision where we're going to be making millions. And my, for me to wrap it up, I'm not um, meant to go to Hollywood. God told me that I am anointed and there's certain things where my anointing can go and Hollywood is not, not it. So for me, we're going to open up a big theater and have the biggest, hottest, hippest theater. They're producing all these gospel plays, these drug intervention plays, these prevention plays, and then it's a mentoring. This What we do, Crown Diamonds, is a mentoring program. So for people, I am a motivational speaker, so for young motivational speakers, they'll be able to use our facility. For me, it was hard to put on plays and do what I love because I had no foundation. Nobody opened up their doors and said, they're here. You can use our facility. Show us what you have. And so that theater is going to be used for motivational, young motivational speakers and playwriters to be able to produce their product. People way from Atlanta who want to come and see the hottest plays that we have, they're going to come to that theater and see that and let alone our own building that we're going to have, which is going to be a live sitcom set. That's all I'm going to say with that whole thing. But um, just take a look out for us. Nightmare on Century is coming. We're going to have part two, three, and four, and just keep it going. And then, of course, a lot of other prevention and intervention plays. Check us out inside the school system. And just God bless. All right, all right, all right. That's that's that's. that's. Hey, we're going to the next. Yeah, we're going to flow right now. Who's the next person that want to speak? Talk about uh, what you're doing. How they can get in contact with you. Uh, Nikki, you're going to be last, so you're going to let everybody know how they can get in contact with you. Okay. So who's the next person that want to speak and just tell a little about how they can get in contact with you, okay? Okay. Uh, this is Vanessa again, and I wanted to thank everybody for being there. And I want to say that I believe that our crew is an excellent crew. We are now a family, and um, I'm hoping, you know, that we can take this as far as we can take it and we keep the same family going but I also want to let people know that we are looking out for new talent mm-hmm. uh, and you can contact uh, Crown Diamond Productions um, we want to keep our youth involved with our projects here uh, because they are going to be our future and and it, this all started out for the youth and we want to be able to Use the youth to teach the lessons to the youth. Amen. So that, all right, all right, all right. Who's next? Who's next? Just come from politics. Who's next? Don't be scared now. We on the mic. But well, Joe Knowledge is on the floor. 
And yeah, uh, take a minute, man. Take a minute, brother. Take a minute. I'm definitely uh, going to get with Lorenzo and uh, try to meet up with you guys the next time you guys meet up. And I also have a lot to offer. I'm an old school pop locker, and and uh, I write scripts, and I went to film school as well. And so I believe I'll be a, a really great a, uh, aspect to you guys' um, organization. And then what you're doing is right on line with what I, what I preach every day. And I'm not a preacher, by the way. I'm not a prophet, but I am a historian. I do share um, things with people that I, I discover, you know, um, my, my job is not to preach it to anybody or to direct them any religion. I just, my job is to inspire people and inspire them to want to know more about life and God and do their own research because everybody's journey is their journey and the revelations will be yours. So I say, keep seeking knowledge, get closer to the creator. Hey, but I love, I love what you guys talking about. And, um, man, I can't wait to, um, you know, try to be part of the next show. Amen. Um, this, is, this is a Shabby Perkins, and um, you can find me on Facebook at A S H A B I. Last name is Perkins, P E R K I N S. If you need prayer, you need someone to talk to about anything. I'm I'm here to inspire, uplift, and encourage. Um, this year, I'm going to be in the U.S. until August. I am working on a, a worship single. And then uh, in August, I'm going back to Nigeria. I'm going to be um, giving water to 20 villages. Um, my vision and my purpose is to uh, have some water in Nigeria, in Oyo State, Nigeria, Lagos, and Abuja. I will also um, be opening um, Prophetess Ashabi Persons Academy for Girls. It is for entrepreneurship, empowerment, and education for the women in Africa. I'm looking for sponsors and anyone. It doesn't matter how much money, if it's a penny, that you want to help uh, the people in Africa with water, or clothing, food, um, or to open up uh, an education center. And then in South Africa in September, I will be having my first international conference, Act Like a Lady and Think Like a Queen, and then um, in South Africa, it is the highest rate of HIV and AIDS. And so my vision there is to empower young women um, with etiquette and uh, self-esteem and um, self-work. So I will be opening up in South Africa, Global Glamour Modeling Agency. So please pray for me. And like I said, I'm here um, as a, a spiritual advisor, counselor, and minister for anyone. It does not matter um, who you are. And um, well, uh, yesterday um, I ministered and I preached uh, in Los Angeles. And what I liked, Lorenzo, was we had Mexicans, we had whites, we had blacks, we had preachers, we had apostles, we had prostitutes, we had drug addicts, we had homeless people, we had everybody. People were coming off the street. And when I looked out in the congregation, I was blessed in my spirit to see people coming together um, as one, uh, praising God. And that's what I liked uh, also about the play. We had Asian people, Mexicans, um, whites, blacks, people from the hood, people from um, Beverly Hills. It doesn't matter. Everybody they came out. They were there. They were there. They yeah, were there. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. Everyone becoming one in unity. So and, and, your, and, your contact, and your contact information again is? Um, you can contact me on Facebook. My name is Ashabi. Perkins. I'm the only Ashabi Perkins on Facebook. A S H A B I. My last name is Perkins. 
P-E-R-K-I-N-S. God bless you, um, and I'll get right back with anyone, anyone, immediately. Just give me an inbox. Oh, I, got right, right, right. I got Darnell here. Lorenzo, here go Darnell. Here go Man Man, real quick. All right, go ahead. Let me let me talk to Darnell real quick. Hello. Hey man, this is hey. Mr. Davis, man. What you late for, man? I'm a fire. I told you to be there at six thirty this morning. You weren't even there. Hi, Mama's baby. Hi, Mom. Hey Darnell. Hey yeah. Darnell. Hey, you had at the job at six thirty a.m. sharp that morning, man. I did get to my other job at 8 o'clock at Chuck E. Cheese. Everybody get at me over there. I lost the Chuck E. Cheese. Not only he's Darnell on Nightmare on Sand Street, he is also, I can't even fake that voice, he is the Chuck E. Cheese guy. So, Darnell, I thank you for calling in. I really appreciate do, 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 do it. I have, do I have to do it in order to show you guys I'm telling yeah, you? Yes, can you please yes, do it, ladies and gentlemen? Worldwide phenomenal. This is the guy with the real Chuck E. Cheese voice that's in that costume. So, this is, a, this is exclusive. This is exclusive on Compton Politics. Go right on ahead, brother. Give us what you got. Hi, this is Chuck E. Cheese. Here to tell everybody to have a great day. And don't forget to watch Nightmare on Sensory. Come to you soon at a park near you. I've got to say something hey, Lorenzo as his mom. My sister used to always tell Lorenzo, Lorenzo, i got to tell you something that Kenneth's mama, Darnell. My sister used to always tell Kenneth, Kenneth, you ain't going to get hired nowhere acting like a clown. And so one day, Kenneth came home and said, uh, Auntie, I got a job. We like, who done, who done hired him? You know, because he always cracking jokes. And he said, I went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and he was like, holla, Kenneth. <laughs> and they hired him. No, no, that's not how the story went. That's not how the story went. Again, mother, you do not know what you – yeah, get the facts straight. I went to Chuck E. Cheese. I said, yo, 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 it's a black guy here to get a job. Hook it up. <laughs> I was like, where the jobs at? Y'all hiring, hiring me. I'm one of, the, I'm, I'm one and only. <laughs> but enough about that. Enough about that. I really did enjoy playing Darnell. You know, um, I'm glad that my auntie gave me a role to where I was a serious character that uh, didn't have to deal with being mostly funny because I play funny characters all the time. You know, but it was good that I was playing a character to where I was serious and that the message I had to give out really meant something for other people to, um, you know, help them go through any trials and tribulations that they go through, you know, in life. Because, you know, Darnell, thought, <laughs> he thought he was going to be stuck forever, but, you know, God ended up turning all his bad into good. You know, it's kind of like in the story of Job when, you know, Job had all this bad stuff happen to him, but he still kept faith and knew that God was going to reward him, and in the end he got twice as much as what he had before. So I was really happy, um, you know, playing Darnell. And, um, you know, hopefully I touch a lot of people who are struggling because, you know, it's it's hard out there for these young kids nowadays. You know, I have two jobs. I'm trying to make ends meet, trying to get a car and everything. And, you know, I just hope that in the future I'm able to be blessed just like Darnell was in the play. But you know what, man? You got to understand, bro. You already blessed. you, You blessed. Better than Darnell right now, because you remember Darnell just a play. You in real life, you wake up every single day in the morning. That's your blessing. 
You know, like I said, I appreciate being Mr. Davis to help you in the play. So it was an honor to play that role as Mr. Davis because, to me, this is what I really do in life, really. That role, that's why it was kind of real easy for me because this is what mm-hmm. I really out here 24 hours a day with young men like you in a real way. And, it, and it's just a powerful thing. It was really, it was an epiphany for me, really, because it's what I do. And I really want to be part of changing the world, and I feel that everybody that's on this line is a part of the world being changed. Uh, I know it's a couple more people that want to say a couple of things because we're going to get off real soon. Uh, can you make it short? Whoever well, want to say their little last line? Um, yeah. My first name Justin. My last name is Credible. My skin may be chocolate, but it ain't edible. Oh, sookie, sookie now. Compton politics. <laughs> All right. Does anybody else want to say anything before Nikki closes out for us? You got Saita on the line. Saita. All right. Why she being so quiet? Why being so quiet? I'm listening. <laughs> I'm just listening. Okay. You were the lady at the bank, right? You're the bank teller, right? And a cocktail waitress. Okay, this is Can you just let us just say a little? Can you say just a little something because we want to get you on this family outing on the radio. This is a family outing, okay? So you have to say okay. something about who you are because you know people around the world are going to hear the whole cast. No telling who's going to hear you. No telling who mm-hmm. want to hire us. So you got to be a part of this movement. This content policy. Okay. Well, my name is Shaita, and I met Nikki a few years ago, and this was the second play that I did with her. Um, We initially met on music, and then uh, she started talking to me about how she was a writer for a script, and I was like, oh, man, I would love to do it, you know. So I wound up doing a play with her, and then she offered me this role um, to do a dual role, a bank teller and a cocktail waitress. I had an amazing time. I'm a singer, an actress, a dancer, a writer, a model. I do it all. And so to have this opportunity to work with Nikki, who was so talented, was an honor for me. And then working with the cast, everyone was just amazing, you know. And then when Rich stepped in, he initially, like he said, he didn't want to do it. And then I was like, babe, you can do it. I mean, (laughs) you know, just do it, you know, because it was just natural for him. And then he mm-hmm. proved it right, you know. It was just, and he was over here when we were rehearsing, just making Darnell laugh. And it was like, oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> so, that's right. But, but everything from Cleophis to, I mean, even having the hiccups on stage, you know, Nikki came through. And it, just, it was just an amazing experience. I had an amazing time, and I would do it again and again and again. For sure, for sure. Thank you very much. This is Lorenzo Ellis Murphy. This is Compton Parlor Turks. Uh, I, I love my guests that called in tonight. I appreciate the cast. And we're going to do this before the show in June. We might have to do more throughout two more, three more interviews with the cast so we can just keep the crowd going so they can start learning who we are, so people can start learning our characters. So when they come out to the play, they just strictly directed to us on stage. You know what I'm saying? So this is what content politics got y'all back. So anytime you want to come on the air, you feel like being interviewed, you want something to talk about, uh, 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 um, Nightmare on Sensory Cast, you open, you welcome to content politics anytime. It ain't got to even be about the play. Just come talk about what you know, some information. You feel what I'm saying? So, Nikki, right. I want you to go ahead and close out, if you can, with your last words, inspiration, uh, 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 and, you know, just make it, you know, real powerful. 
and, and we're going to be able to come back later on, ladies and gentlemen. Go to T25CL.com, then that's where you can be able to come back and grab it. You go to Galaxy Talk Radio blog. Just go check out the whole page. Listen to the music. Check out how you can be a part of it. Let's see if y'all want to bring this format to the table of doing live plays on the radio. Let's see if we can make it happen. So, Nikki, go ahead and close out on what you want to say. Um, Okay, I just want to encourage a lot of people that are out there who have uh, goals, talents, and gifts to never let your dream die. I think the worst thing you can do in life is laying on your deathbed looking at the four uh, walls, white walls, and thinking about what it is that you let die with inside of you. Um, your passions and your dreams is what, is what motivates you and drives you. And so you need to go after that. Uh, all the doors that may close in your face, you need to understand you need to create your own door for people to walk through instead of waiting to walk through someone else's door. And um, just con- continue to be um, determined. Continue to trust and believe in yourself. Continue to have faith in your abilities and uh, just never give up. Just never stop dreaming and understanding any type of dream. It takes action. And I uh, just want to let you know you can check us out on my Facebook page at Nikki, N I K K I E. Last name is Perkins, P E R K I N S. Um, I am the CEO of Crown Diamonds. You can email me at Crown Diamonds, C R O W N E D D I A M O N D Z at gmail.com. I'm also going to throw my phone number out there, 562-313-1496, for anyone who want to get in contact with me personally and have any questions on writing and filming and or just need a positive message. I do try to make myself available. I'm not afraid to call my cell phone or play on my phone or do anything strange like that because I believe that I'm throwing that number out there so I can be a witness to somebody that may need someone to talk to and motivate them and inspire them. So use that number. Call me. I'm available. God bless you. Look forward. Go ahead and check us out on YouTube, mm-hmm. Nightmare on 10th Street. I'll go ahead and answer any questions time. you have there also. My phone number is 562-313-1496 for any information that you want to have on writing, writing concepts, filming, any, um, if you need to speak to someone about motivational speaking, or if you're going through some things, just pretty, pretty much give me a call, and I'm just here. That's my number one thing is to be a platform and to be available. I am not hidden. I am here for the world and for uh, everyone that is hurting and that just need to be uplifted. God bless. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. This was a hot night. It was a hot night to cast from Nightmare on Sin Street. Sin the West Street. is woke. Everybody from the cast, thank y'all for calling in. Uh, like I said, within an hour, you can come back to T25CL.com. Got to talk radio. Go to the Compton Politics page. You can come back and you can pull it up, email it out, listen to it over again, tell your friends. Let's just keep it moving. Like I said, this is Compton Politics. The West is woke. This is T25CL.com. Got to talk radio. Your host tonight was Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And I'll break it down by saying five, four, three, three. two, one, Compton. Nightmare politics. <laughs> Compton politics, baby. All right, bye, right. yeah. everybody. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.